0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.
1: Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns, so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot On an ordinary evening in November 1993, Micah's entire world collapsed when her father, Nolan, died in a car accident. As time passed, Micah suffered from horrifying night terrors and an eerie recurring dream that left her exhausted and on edge. How it ends was supposed to free her from her nightmares and help her deal with her loss. But when she receives new information about her father's accident from an unexpected source, Micah's world changes once again. And she discovers that sometimes dreams aren't dreams at all,
2: they're memories. Please enjoy this Ostium Verse, introducing how it ends.
1: Rusty Quill Presents
2: For as long as I can remember, I've suffered from unnerving recurring dreams and night terrors. The How It Ends podcast is an exploration of daily life and the imprint it leaves on our memory and consciousness. This podcast is made by me, Micah Jones, with some help from my two closest friends, Elliot Cabral and Devin Williams. I'm not sure where this journey will take me, so follow along as I try to uncover the meaning of my dreams and finally get some sleep. I'm releasing this in real time, so if you're just joining, please start from the beginning, and thank you for listening. So, I guess this is my first official episode. That is pretty weird to say. Like I said in the pilot that I put up last week, I'm making this podcast with my two best friends. Devin is our resident tech whiz, and he'll be helping me with all the editing. And Elia will make an appearance at some point to read my tarot cards and likely make lots of jokes. Um, If I'm being real, I'm not really sure how I feel about the whole tarot thing, but I'm sure it'll be cool. Anyway, I did want to begin each episode with a dream, but I don't even remember if I had one last night. I woke up early to drive to New Jersey to visit my mom for Thanksgiving, and here we are. That being said, this podcast started with me just recording and talking about my dreams, but I've decided to record parts of my daily life too. I think I want to try and make connections to what I'm dreaming. I think that it'll help me in this effort to figure all of this stuff out. But no matter what, I decided that if I'm going to do this, I have to try and force myself to open up. And sometimes that's really hard for me. Yeah, so I guess what I'm saying is, thank you for your patience and for taking this journey with me. So here we go.
3: Why are you not sleeping? Work, stress, that's it? Okay. Is that, like, not enough
2: for you, or...? You know what I mean. Yeah, well... I don't know, I've also been having a lot of weird dreams lately. They keep me up, so then, you know, I spend all day super exhausted, and it sucks.
3: No, you don't. What are the dreams about, then? Lots of things, sometimes the same thing. You going to tell me, or no?
2: I've been having this nightmare a lot and like, you know, something about it it feels so familiar. Uh, It sort of of looks like Duke Island Park. You had a dream
3: about Duke Island Park? No, I was saying that like... Oh, yes, you used to go there all the time. That's why you're dreaming about it. That's not what I'm even talking about.
2: What I'm trying to say is- You and
3: Amy went there all the time. I saw her mother the other day. When's the last time you saw her?
2: When's the last time I saw Amy's mom? Micah. I don't know. Maybe the summer after high school? Amy and I weren't really friends for most of that anyway. And she connected with me on Facebook sometime after that, but I don't use Facebook. I remember that time I had to pick the
3: two of you up from Exchange Field because Amy rode her bike into the back of that van. Ay, pobrecita. Hello? Yeah,
0: sorry,
2: I was, uh, I was thinking about Amy. See, I know. No, no, no I know. It, it reminded me of something. Um, do you remember the time that you had to come get me? <sighs>
3: aha, I was just talking about it. No, not that day. Like, it was the day that Amy and I rode down to Duke Island Park. We were supposed to go on the hike. No, you always did things like that. How can I remember one day? Do you remember the day that she hit the van and bled out all over the place? See, but that was funny. She looked worse than she was. She didn't even need stitches. Mom. She's screaming like she was dying. Que dramática esa.
2: <laughs> you just reminded me that, like, this one time that we went there... I think it might have even been around this time of year, actually. Okay. Yeah, um... It might have actually been Thanksgiving weekend. I kind of remember being on a school vacation or something. Um, anyway, she, uh... She promised me she'd walk out to the falls with me, but when she we got there, like, she ditched me. You really don't remember this? Querida, no. You didn't
3: tell me anything when you were 13.
2: Okay, so Amy and I, we rode our bikes to the park. She was supposed to go on the walk with me, But when we got there, there was just some boy sitting on one of the picnic tables in the field. All I remember was that he was there to see Amy and that he was her boyfriend that she didn't tell anybody about. Well, she wasn't supposed to have one. Probably not. We were like 12 years old. Anyway, you know, she left with him, so I went by myself. You weren't supposed to do stuff like that alone. I'm 33. I made it through alive. It doesn't matter anymore. Wait a sec. What year was that? I think it was right before my 13th birthday.
3: Oh, was that the year the Barney balloon got destroyed at the Macy's parade? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, we watched it together. Oh
3: my god, that was hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, and embarrassing for everyone at Macy's. Uh, Your dad would have loved it.
2: Anyway, um,
3: I feel like I was near Bradley Gardens for some reason. Well, Bradley Gardens is across from the park. Yeah, it is, but that doesn't explain why I would be there. I picked you up from a house on Perry Street once. Was it that day?
2: How do you know what street it was?
3: Well, that's Amy's last name. That's probably
2: why. But why was I there? Do you remember? Like, I can't remember anything between Amy leaving with him and then you picking me up. Did I call you? Yes, you did. I remember now.
3: When I got there, you were all scratched up. I assumed you had a fall. Well, what did I say? I'm sorry, Nina. I don't remember. You were all cut up and had a gash on your forehead, so I took you to the ER.
2: Yeah, but did I say anything?
3: I don't know. I don't think so. I was more worried about your head. Come on, Mom, please. Can you just think? Micah, I said I don't remember. I'm sorry. You're not even trying, though. Like, you're just saying that you're sorry. Why are you asking me this? What does it have to do with anything? I don't know. Why can't you just answer me? You just got here and we're arguing. We're not arguing. I just want you to try and remember. I did. I picked you up. I took you to the doctor. You were okay, so I brought you home and put you to bed. That's it. That is all. Well, that's not good enough. No me hables así. Are you okay? Talk to me, por favor. Micah, come back here. Sit and talk to me. What is this about? We were having a nice conversation. What happened?
2: Nothing. I'm just going to go lie down.
3: Don't get upset. I have to ask. Is this about your dad? It's not about dad. Micah, please calm down. I just want to make sure you're okay. I'm trying to understand. This
0: time of the year can be... I'm fine.
2: Hey. I feel like I wasn't even totally there in that conversation. I'm an asshole. My mom and I don't even get into it like that, and I can't remember having ever yelled at her you know, she's always just been pretty cool, but tonight she's got to me. When she asked if this was about my dad, I don't know. It probably is. So my dad's name was Nolan, Nolan Jones. This whole town loved my dad. You know, he grew up here. He knew everyone. Everyone knew us. Every Friday night, me, my mom, and my dad would hang out watching TV. they let me stay up really late to watch TGIF sitcoms and eat junk food, and it was my favorite part of every week. And then one Friday night, I fell asleep waiting for him to come home. And when I woke up the next morning... My mom told me he had an accident and I never saw him again. The anniversary was a couple weeks ago. It's, it's been 25 years. It's a long time so most of the time I think I'm okay. Like I get by, I go to work, I hang out with my friends, I go to therapy, I just try to get through the day and ignore the fact that he's not here. But I can't. He went from being a living, breathing person, my favorite person. I can't deal. So, I'm in the shed. The shed is a building in our backyard that my dad used for a studio. been in here since he died. He loved working out here. He used to come out here on the weekends and get so caught up in stuff. <laughs> Sometimes he'd stay out here for so long that he'd pass out and come strolling into the kitchen the next day looking for breakfast. You know, he was he was always making something. It looks like um, my mom has made some changes. She kept the shed how he left it for a long time, but eventually she said she just needed to let it go. It felt too much like a shrine. She said that she didn't need to be surrounded by his things to remember him, and that she remembers him because he was hers. Okay, so, um, you basically know nothing about me and, um, talking about some heavy stuff here, so. Okay, well, I guess you know that I I don't sleep and that I have creepy dreams, but, um, let's give you a little rundown. Um, You know that I live in Providence, but I actually grew up here in Somerville, New Jersey, I went to college in Rhode Island to get away from here. You know, my mom really wanted me to stay close to home and go to Rutgers. Her and my dad went there. That's where they met. But I didn't want to do that. You know, after my dad died, I um, I hated being here. Everywhere I went, I ran into someone that knew him. And they look at me with that face, you know, like the one, you know, if one more person said, oh, like, you're Nolan's daughter. Yeah, I was gonna lose it. I found a bunch of boxes and they're all marked Nolan's stuff. So I guess it's now or never. My dad was one of those people who would try something new and be good at it right away. Like, how infuriating is that, right? He loved to be outside, too. That's probably where I get it. He, uh, he used to play guitar for me. He'd try and learn all of my favorite songs. Uh, there was this one time where um, he learned to play Criss Cross's Jump, and he, he rapped it for me. It was so bad. But, um, I kind of loved it. Some of my old books are in here. Charlotte's web. <laughs> I love this book. All right, let's, let's see what's in here. I just found a bunch of cassettes and a tape deck. I haven't seen one of these. And, well, if you could see it, you would know how long. But some of the tapes just have dates written on them. Like, the one I just picked up says, July 8th, 1990, B, B, P, B, and K. And I have no idea what that means, but let's have a listen. And what his voice sounded like. I loved that book. He told me he went out and bought it the day he found out my mom was pregnant with me.
1: <sighs> Different one. I bought a bunch of Bernstein Bear books today at garage. Uh... I found a
2: few that Kit doesn't have. Oh, and I found... Oh. <laughs> Duh. Um, B, B, P, B, and K. Berenstein Bears, Papa Bear, and Kit. <laughs> I called my dad Papa Bear, and he called me Kit. Like a baby fox. Uh, he never called me Micah. Ever. I mean, not unless something was really wrong or I was in trouble or something. It's really cheap. It might fit my
3: camera. And I also found a copy of William Shatner's The Transformed Man.
2: (laughs) 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 He used to bring home wild stuff, like like from garage sales, like uh, other people's bowling trophies. And, you know, I had no idea what he was going to do with them, but, oh, my God, did my mom hate it. You know, I remember this one time uh, when he came home from a garage sale. We sat out in the yard, like, going through all of his, like, weird finds. And, you know, he was drinking a beer, and I was drinking one of those, like, Shasta lemon-lime sodas. But this neighborhood dog comes into the yard, and he just sat there, like, staring up at my dad until my dad finally went inside and grabbed him a snack and then he just like walks away (laughs) after that anytime we were in the yard you know he would show up it's like he knew that we were going to be out there or something and then he would just do that same thing he would sit right in front of my dad waiting for a treat you know my dad called him Fat Freddy because you know who knows maybe we were (laughs) overfeeding him I don't know and then one day, um, Freddie showed up with another dog. He kind of kept showing up with the other dog. It, was a, it became a thing. It, sometime later, the other dog, and I forget what we named him, showed up without Freddie, And we didn't see Freddie again. The weekend after my dad died, I tried to sit by myself in the yard hoping that the other dog would come and sit with me. But he didn't. There's just other stuff in here. Just notes. There's some Tom Petty.
0: How are you doing
2: Micah? Um I'm okay. I went home for Thanksgiving for the first time in a while. That sounds nice. When was the last time you were home? Last Christmas maybe? No um yeah you know it might have been a year before so yeah almost two years. It's been a while. That's a long time to
0: be away from home.
2: Yes uh you know it's not anything in bad you know me and my mom you know we're both busy and, of and we talk a lot and we text a lot. <laughs> you, you know this.
0: How was the visit?
2: <laughs> it could have gone better. What makes you say
0: that? It was... Um, it was a lot. Yeah. Going home around this time of year is stressful for a lot of people. It's the beginning of the holiday season. But I realize... It might be especially difficult for you. What were you feeling during the visit?
2: Yeah, I was um, I was on edge for sure. Going back home usually has that effect.
0: It makes sense. You and your mom have been through a lot. You could say that. Do you want to talk about your visit a little bit?
2: Um, I found a bunch of his stuff.
0: Take your time.
2: So I got into a fight with my mom. And after it was over, I meant to go for a walk, but I ended up just going straight out to my dad's shed. And then I slept there that night. You know, I haven't been in there for so long. And in the morning when I woke up, I, you know, I kind of poked around and I ended up finding a bunch of things my mom had saved. You know, there was like a guitar and some notebooks, that kind of stuff.
0: I'm not sure you've mentioned that Nolan was a musician. You also play guitar yourself, right?
2: Yeah, um, yeah, I do. I also found this, like, box of cassette tapes that were recordings of him making notes on projects and random thoughts, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, I actually remember, or remembered, that he used to do that. Like, he used to to talk to himself and make notes. And, um, you know, he made this one tape of us reading together so Bernstein Bear's book Nature Guide or something and you know, I, I know I remember loving it when I was a kid but there was this other tape that I found that was actually a song that he had written for me
0: hearing that after so long must have brought back a lot of memories for you
2: yeah I've never heard it before and I I can't really handle talking about that right now
0: okay take a breath. We can come back to that when you're ready. So last time we talked about you trying to manage your stress in new ways. How's that been going for you?
2: Fine, I guess. <laughs> what did I even say that I would do again? Like, other than keep track of my dreams. Right.
0: Well, I think we said you try to disconnect from social media a bit more. Maybe turn off your phone at night. Oops. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Maybe not watching anything that might cause you to have troubling dreams. Are you still hiking?
2: Yeah. You know, I've been doing a little of that. Yes. Okay. Let's go back to your visit for a second.
0: You said you got into an argument with your mom?
2: Yeah. You know, I honestly don't even know what happened there. We were having dinner, and it was it was really nice. We were reminiscing and laughing. You know, my mom is, Oh, it's funny. And I just, uh, you know, during that conversation, I had this like memory start to come back and I was struggling to fill in the gaps and I was trying to talk it through with her, but you know, she, I don't know. I felt like she wasn't taking it seriously and she wasn't seeing what I was saying And I lost my temper. But it's fine. You know, we made up before I left. It'll be okay.
0: What made you think she wasn't taking you seriously?
2: She just thinks that everything is related to my dad dying. Did she say something specifically? Well, it's just like she thinks that every bad mood that I'm in, you know, anytime I'm frustrated, that it's related to him, and it's not. Like, it's just... Not. Maybe I'm just in a bad mood.
0: Right. Have you tried talking to your mom about this?
2: About what? Which part?
0: About how you feel when she connects the mood you're in to your father.
2: No. You know, we don't really talk about him too much.
0: Is there something getting in the way of you talking about Nolan?
2: Sometimes I feel like she just doesn't get it. You know, she just doesn't get how I feel about him, and trying to explain is just exhausting, you know, so I just don't. Right. How do you feel? (laughs) Are you supposed to ask me that?
0: (laughs) What I'm asking you is how you feel about your father.
2: I miss him. Obviously, I hate that he's gone. I don't really know what else there is to say about that.
0: How about your mom? How does she feel?
2: She has her work friends. She's the dog, the house. I mean, she's fine. She's tough. She's always been that way. She sounds tough, but she did lose her husband.
0: I wonder if she might also be having difficulty around this time of year.
2: She is. She doesn't show it.
0: It could be hard for her to talk about as well. Yeah, I guess. Losing someone close to you isn't easy for anyone. Maybe you could try to get her to understand where you're coming from by asking her how she feels. Mm. You may find some unexpected common ground if you try. That feels like it
2: would just be really awkward. Like, what am I supposed to do? Just call her randomly and be like, Hey, Mom, let's talk about Dad. Well, she's your mom. Why not? I don't know. I mean, I guess I could, but...
0: I think you'll be surprised at the outcome, Micah. I really do. You mentioned recalling a memory during the conversation with your mom. Can you tell me about that?
2: Yeah. My mom brought up this friend that I had when I was little, Amy, you know, my best friend, actually. So my mom saw her mom recently, and I don't know, something she said, I can't even remember it now, but it reminded me of this day that Amy and I rode our bikes to a park in a neighboring town. And I was just trying to remember what happened that day because parts of it are really fuzzy.
0: When did this happen?
2: Um, I figured it out that it was actually just before my 13th birthday.
0: Okay. What about this particular day stands out to you? I don't know.
2: Are you sure? So I can only remember the beginning and the end of that day. The middle is quite literally a blank. Um, and when we were talking, I just had this overwhelming sense that I, like, needed to know... And I thought that maybe my mom could help me. It was like, if I remember that day and whatever happened, then other things might start to make sense. What
0: are you trying to make sense of?
2: That recurring dream I've been having. It feels like a lot of what happens in that dream is somehow connected to that day. I don't know. And I guess maybe I was feeling like if I could get some answers, if I could make sense of of what happened that day and make sense of the dream, then maybe this issue with me not sleeping would just stop, and I'd get some closure or something.
0: That's one way of looking at it. Let's talk through the dream again
2: so in the dream i'm I'm on a hike or something in the woods, and um. You know, all I know is that I feel like I uh, am both familiar with the place that I'm in and not familiar at the same time. And things seem fine until I feel like I am being watched. And when I go to turn around, I wake up and I'm either screaming or in a cold sweat. And it happens all the time.